Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. Ice is back with the brand new edition. That's a vanilla ice line. He's he. It's original, all of it. Who are you, Josh? Who? Josh. <laughs> oh yeah, my co-host. Yeah, I'm here. I figured yeah. they know who I am already. I don't. I don't know. They know me. Everyone I'm, knows. Do you know who I am? World famous Josh Ricci, Ricci Henderson, <laughs> husband of Christina Ricci. How fucking dare you? <laughs> I'm taking the glove off and lightly slapping you for a duel, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, you know, around here we're pretty big fans of Star Trek, wouldn't you say? I'd say. We're, we're, we're Star Trek lovers, connoisseurs of Trek, one might say. Yeah. So when uh, a person named Sully came along, yeah. and uh, ironically sullied our love of Star Trek by giving us this collection of terrible episodes, Yeah. it was hard to reconcile that love of Star Trek, especially after this one that we had to watch today. This is a toilet bowl doo-doo episode. This is the third episode in the, I don't know, the fucking Monster Mash collection. or I don't even want to say the real name of it. <laughs> the Terrible Monsters. my life, Sully. <laughs> terrible Spooky Monsters collection. It's, a sp- it's the Spooky Monsters in November collection. Yeah, it's November into, 28th. <laughs> going into December. Yeah. And this time around we watched uh, Sub Rosa, which is season 7 Obviously, episode 14 of TNG. They should have named this episode episode subpar because that's what the <gasps> acting is. You were saving that one up. We were like I thought doing, about that one last night. We were doing fucking zingers before this and being like, oh, we should have saved that for the show, but Josh saved the best for this. <laughs> it's early. It's I, it's a quick it's a quickie today. That's all the be- that's as good as it's getting today for you. So I think it's important to point out at the beginning of this episode that uh, this story was written by two women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's based on material by a lady named Gina F. Gallo. Okay. And uh, She's Scottish, I'm assuming. No. Not with a okay. name like Gallo. Gallo's Scottish, is it not? I thought that I was an uh, Italian name. Uh, you're thinking of, oh, G-A-L-O, Gallo? Yeah. I thought it was G-L-L-O-W. No, it's G-A-L-L-O. Okay. G-A-L-L-O. It's alive! (laughs) That's a a good Jello joke for our podcast. I guess I'm putting that in this one, huh? (laughs) It's already in it, you don't have to. You're right, you're right. Um... (laughs) Gina F. Gallo, uh, probably the most fucked over person in Star Trek history. Oh, no. Uh, She was a fan of Star Trek and wrote in um, ideas Mm -hmm. that she had. And um, she wrote to NBC after the cancellation of the series in the 1960s. Okay. And Jerry Taylor sent her a Star Trek series Bible for Voyager when they were working on it. Mm-hmm. And they used her idea for this episode, Sub Rosa, uh, which I, I guess she was straight up horned up. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they used her idea for this, so it says based on material by. She also wrote the ideas for several episodes of Voyager, but changes in studio policy meant they did not have to credit her anymore. Oh, that's convenient. So they just stole her work. <clears throat> that's good. That's great. I like that. And Voyager's so good. So, yeah. 
I mean, this episode is so great. I guess I shouldn't be taking up her side too much, but... Well, we don't know what they changed, right? Like, maybe it well, was really good, but I think also... it's important to point out that uh, after she created the materials, the story was written by uh, Jerry Taylor, who we talked mm-hmm. about last time. Yeah. Uh, noted sex pervert, Jerry <laughs> Taylor... Brandon Braga? Wait, no. Who wrote Night Terrors, Galaxy's Child, Yeah, yeah. Violations. Yeah. Jesus, this dude has an M.O. Uh, it's a lady. This lady. I, uh, I knew that. I didn't know that. Ladies can be dudes. We learned that from, yeah. uh, from Good Burger. From <laughs> but Good I mean, she Burger. also wrote The Drumhead. Yeah, yeah. That's like a wild fucking set of episodes, like. Yeah, it runs the she gamut. chain of command as well, and like Times Arrow. These are like pretty good episodes. You think Jerry uh, Taylor knows about the Cochrane to Catfish scale? It's it might not be the Cochrane to Catfish scale after we finish our review of this. It might be episode. the cock ring to Catfish scale. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite of what was going to change. But all right, uh, uh, I think. Wait, no, that was that would be right because Catfish is ten. That's good. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It would Our be scale what changed. Is, Our scale is yeah. fucked. Our scale I is forgot. Totally broken. Uh, side note: Before I get to the bombshell, of yeah, yeah, who was behind this episode? I think you could figure it out just by watching it. But <laughs> uh, I, I watched a, I listened to a podcast where these uh, like people of color were sitting around talking about how white people love to say the word "fuck" all the time. We fucking sure fucking and I was do. Like, damn, I I never got bullseyed by a podcast that doesn't know I exist so hard before. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. the teleplay of this episode, the final draft, was written by Brandon Braga. No shit. Actual noted sex pervert Brandon Braga. And then Beverly climbs into a giant mech Beverly that's fully anatomically <laughs> correct. And then Beverly gets fucked by a candle and it's all on screen. And then the saucer separates from the drive section and she fucks it. (laughs) That's what I imagine writing with him is like. This is a bad episode, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. This isn't a good one. (laughs) It's a bad episode. Yep. I think... (laughs) I, I want to talk about right at the top of the episode before we get into the specifics. This episode has two sets. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing happens. There, well, it has the house and the graveyard. Yeah, and I mean, there's like a couple reused sets from the ship, of course. But like, yeah, the graveyard set is like five by five feet across. I like how they bury this old ass woman in her own graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> there's no other grave. There's like, it's just a, and they're not in the graveyard. Like, if you've ever been to a graveyard, that's like, they don't just bury them in the direct fucking center of the walkway. Yeah, no, they. It's like they got into the graveyard and they're like, this is good, and they just like put her next to the sidewalk. They're yeah, like, we're not much. going any farther. Yeah, uh, like there, there is no sidewalk. There's a walkway, but she's in the middle of it. Yeah, she's. That's, it's in her will. We gotta do it. There's a really funny part at the beginning where Picard is talking to the governor, who's like a alien man. Yeah, this is. And, I know what part you're talking about. Yeah, uh, they walk around the graveyard, but it's five by five, so the camera is moving like an inch 
to they're the just so <laughs> slowly walking. My favorite part is when Picard is like, "Well, you're obviously not Scottish," and it's like, yeah. "That's fucking racist." It's pretty. Man. It's it's a wild thing to say to anybody. Like, "Well, you're obviously not Scottish" to like a black guy. Yeah, Imagine like that. yeah, exactly. And, and like maybe he grew up there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who knows? Maybe man? he's like, half Scottish. You yeah, don't who know. Fucking, maybe who he's a quarter knows? Scottish. You don't yeah. know. But he's like, he laughs it off, which is kind of him. And then he's like, uh, I went and visited a castle once and I wanted to live there. And it was like, wow, great. Yeah. Cool story. I love that the writers, uh, an uncredited woman and two sex perverts, felt the need to tell us that don't worry, this weird alien's only here because he loves Scotland so much. Why? In case you were wondering. Why in the fuck didn't they just make this Scotland? Why the hell is this a different planet? The, they have to have the stupid subplot about the weather system. Well, why don't they just do that on Earth? Because they don't need it on Earth. Earth's a utopia. But they have the weather system on Earth. Well, I guess that's true. Why not just make it fuck uh, up there? Because it's a bad episode. That's why. Oh, right. You're right. That's why. That's right. <laughs> Instead, it's, like, this whole thing, like, there's a fucking cosplay colony of Scottish people. <laughs> like, yeah. They I just go, like, we took one brick from every building in Scotland and yeah. made buildings. Well, that doesn't make it Scotland. <laughs> Why didn't you just replicate the bricks, man? It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Like, I love the idea that if you go to Earth and you go to Scotland, you go to, like, any city in Scotland, and there's just one brick missing from every building. Aye, that was a load-bearing brick. Ah, shite. Uh, that was a better Scottish accent than the groundskeeper's accent in this episode. Dude. He says, hoose. Hoose. Yeah. So, Dr. Beverly Crusher... A very important character in this episode. A redhead, mind you. Uh-huh. It's it matters because of Scotland. Sure. And and later the ghost is like, I fucking love fucking redheads. Well he loves fucking a specific family of redheads. Yeah. I don't know. It's Who if doesn't? somebody came to me, if some lady came to me, no matter how beautiful or tempting, and was like, I fucked your grandpa, I'd probably be like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I'm not going to dismiss it outright, but there of, would have to I'm be. I'm a big fan of Troy's reaction when he finds she finds out that Crusher is hooking up with her grandma's boyfriend. She's like, ooh. Yeah, she literally <laughs> goes, you fucking freak. She was like, yeah, you nasty crush. <laughs> you nasty, nasty, actually. You got that fucking ghost chlamydia. Oh, my God. <laughs> really, like, you could break down this episode and say that at the end of it. Yeah, it could be that. Crusher is giving a eulogy at her grandmother's funeral at the Caldos Colony, which is... <laughs> Scotland Space land. Scotland. <laughs> Scotland land, come cosplay as a Scottish person. And Troy and Picard are there, and to be real honest, Picard looks bored out of his fucking mind during this eulogy. <laughs> yeah, he's he had the day off, but then they had to put him in this episode. Yeah, pretty and he much. Was like, ah, son of a bitch, that's what he said. <laughs> he, like, she's like talking about her grandmother, Felisa Howard. Yeah. And she's like, he was she wasn't just a healer, she gave advice. 
and I miss her healing and her advice. Yeah. She was so great at giving healing to the people, but most of all, the her advice. advice. Dude, it's the worst eulogy ever, like, ever, Did ever. you hate this woman? Like, are you being yeah. forced? Yeah. Also, this bitch was like over 100 fucking yeah, she's years She's 111 old. years old. Or wait, no, that's Bill. That's Bilbo. Bilbo. <laughs> she was Bilbo. She kind of looks like Bilbo. She does kind of look like Bilbo. Especially when he goes, ah, and he freaks out. Don't remind me, I'm too scared. <laughs> Give me the ring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've watched all of the Lord of the Rings over the weekend. So if I mistake any old person for Bilbo, I'm sorry. I hope you just start talking about Lord of the Rings. I'm not even gonna stop you because I don't even <laughs> give a fuck about this episode. Like, I watched this episode yesterday afternoon, and I don't even fucking remember what happens. Well, they I put know her I... old dead body in the ground next. <laughs> fucking good. And then they uh, they do the whole like uh, Anglican burial thing where they throw dirt on the coffin. Yep, yep. And somebody throws a flower on it. And Crusher looks over it. She sees a man who looks as if a chicken has roosted upon his head. This dude is like <laughs> really like this dude's a tryhard man. Like I don't know what the quaff is all about, but the outfit and his face is supposed to be 30 in his 30s. That oh, dude is yeah. fucking 56 fucking years that old. That dude is 30 in a black and white movie, maybe. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> that. Yeah, that dude, dude. Like, he's he's 30, 30 in a world where everything is permeated with smoke. I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I guess if he was from 1611, he would look like shit at 30. That's He'd be true. dead at 30. <laughs> um, I love that later in the episode... Uh, Crusher is like, he's like, no man I've met before. And I was like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's a fucking ghost. <laughs> but Crusher looks over and she sees him. And they, she, they like, eye fuck each other. And I'm like, you're at your grandma's funeral. What are you doing? Yeah, she's horny, man. I met my uh, new boyfriend at my grandma's funeral. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this story sucks. <laughs> Uh, Troy comes over and she's like, that was a beautiful eulogy. Uh, <clears throat> only Vulcans can't lie. <laughs> she's like, oh, somebody, uh, a man in his 30s, a young rakish man in his 30s threw a camellia on the coffin. And that was grandma's favorite flower. How did he know the mystery is afoot? And Crusher's <laughs> like, the camellia was too personal. And he gave me the most remarkable look. I kind of cummed. And Troy is like, uh, okay, well, uh, I'm going to leave. And she's like, wait, i got to go to my grandma's house. You want to come with me? And Troy's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to, which seems like the wrong response. Yeah, I'd love to go to your old-ass grandma's boring-ass Scottish cottage with two rooms. <laughs> yeah, like, this isn't the real, like, ancient Scotland. You could have, you could, like, a regular yeah. house. You could. I love how they, like, they really, really take Scotland seriously in this place. Like, you must live in a cottage. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, why? It's, there's, a, there's, like, a overarching sort of, like, gothic romance horror yeah, kind of yeah. vibe to this episode that, like... The, I will give one thing and one thing only to this episode. <laughs> The practical effects during the storms are great. Yeah, the green lightning is cool. Like the the wind machines, the like yeah. uh, rain effects, the like flowing cloaks and shit that that she's wearing during this. It's just funny to me that like 
in the grand history of all of European history, Scotland, people lived like that for what a hundred years, right? Maybe. Like, yeah. like maybe a hundred years. Like, and then this colony is like, this is how we're living. This is Scotland. Live in a cottage. Read old books. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. People, it's just it's bizarre. Whatever. This <laughs> this episode fucking sucks. I mean, man. I I fully get. <clears throat> I understand where you're coming from. Uh, these people are like weeboos for Scotland. Yeah, they're like Scottaboos. The Scot- <laughs> yeah, they're like Scottaboos. Um, <laughs> eating haggis. Yeah, that's all they eat because it's that's all, all they they're eat. like. They're like real weeboos in that they don't know anything about actual Scotland. They just know <laughs> like the overarching horse shit about it. They only ate haggis and they lived in cottages. Well, they elected uh, spaceman as governor. What the fuck does he know? Uh, he went to Scotland once when he was a kid. <laughs> he saw a castle and he was like, you know what? I'm going to live here. Uh, Picard, <laughs> so instead of living here, I'll go make a colony. I'll go to space <laughs> and make a colony. <laughs> uh, but, like, the guy's name is Matur- Maturin. Is that the governor? Yeah, Governor Maturin. And he's like, oh, you know, Picard, this is one of the first terraforming projects and all of our shit's old as fuck. We yeah. sure would like a starship engineer to take a look. Maybe in exchange for a tour of the colony? Oh, that'll take 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the re- they talk about a desert at the south of the planet. So I'm picturing this being like fucking uh, Dread, where there's like one little area of livability and just a desert on the rest of the planet. Mega Scotland 1. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's a wall, and you get sent out there if you break the law. The law. If you if you eat anything but haggis, you're <laughs> exiled to the infinite desert. I am the law. That's what Maturin says. <laughs> uh, but Picard's like, oh, the Enterprise D isn't due to Starbase six two one until tomorrow morning, so we could delay for a few days. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not how that works. We're just gonna fuck <laughs> off for two days. Yeah, we're just gonna call them, and be like, ah, we're gonna be late. Two days. See ya. <laughs> I'm gonna get a home cooked meal. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I get to eat some haggis. Maybe I'll do some axe throwing. <laughs> did you Did you just replicate? A food that isn't haggis? Uh, Captain, I have to ask you to leave. I have to ask you to leave. Oh, I'll beam up. Not that way. No. The desert for to you, the sir. infinite desert. The wasteland. My favorite part of Scottish tradition is the infinite <laughs> desert. <laughs> they really pulled out a bunch of shit here. Later they talk about the caber toss, right? Which is like oh, the yeah. telephone pole throwing thing that they do. Yeah, uh, that's like the three things they knew about Scotland, so. Yeah. This is the scene where Picard's like, well, you're not, you're obviously not Scottish, you weird fucking alien. Yeah, your face looks gross, so you're not Scottish. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I went to the Scottish Highlands and fell in love, and we took every cornerstone from Edinburgh, Glasgow, Aberdeen. Yeah, they looted Scotland of their stones. It's real Scotland. We took down Stonehenge to make this fucking get the visitor center by a Scottish mug. We took we took down Stonehenge to make the wall outside the infinite desert. <laughs> uh, it's okay. My people put Stonehenge there in the first place, so <laughs> it took an alien mind to put rocks in a circle. Who would have thought to put rocks on top of rocks? Only like, a genius. When it comes to like 
conspiracy theories. Like, I can understand the marvel of, like, the pyramids as being something that people yeah. would be like, yeah. uh, brown people couldn't have made this right, because right, racism. Right. Right. But, like, rocks in a circle? They're big, yeah. I guess, but, like, a lot of people can move a big rock. That's cause, it's because we're taught that ancient people didn't know about math, which obviously is not, it's not true. Yeah, like... <laughs> Ancient peoples could see the observable world around them, just like we yeah. could. They come to yeah. the same fucking conclusions. Yep. Anyway. Even though you are the scully of this podcast, I agree. It's true. <laughs> I am the hot one. It's true. That, that's what I meant. <laughs> and I'm the sex addict. That's true. <laughs> Look that up, everybody, if you want to be really disturbed and spooked. Did I ever tell you a story about my friend Ashley? <laughs> The sex addict? No, no, no. She lived in New York, and um, every day she would see David Duchovny like walk up uh, past her apartment, and he would be smoking. So she like bought a pack of cigarettes and started to smoke cigarettes to try to spark up a conversation with David Duchovny. Oh my and god! And every time she talked to him, he fucking ignored her. And I was like, Ashley, you couldn't even get a sex addict to fuck you. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, um, that's fun. You can see you can see her boobs in the Dave Chappelle episode with Rick James. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Crusher and Troy go to Crusher's old grandma's hut, and uh, <laughs> Troy picks up a picture and she's like, "Oh, your grandmother had such beautiful green eyes." Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, all the Howard women do, except my mother and me." Oh, that's that's a that's a that's foreshadowing. And she's <laughs> like, uh, "They get it because of the power of the fuck the fuck candle." We find out later, but yeah, his anaphasic cum gets in her eye or something. I don't think know. about this. Just just <laughs> just as a thought experiment. Think about okay. this. Yeah, Doctor Crusher. Mm-hmm. Who's taken uh, many a moral position in Star Trek history? Who's who's a pillar of a doctor and a character standing on her own? Has a yeah. backstory where a ghost fucked every woman in her family. That's immutable. <laughs> that is part of her backstory forever. I like how like she never looks into the green eye thing, like as if genetic. Like she's a fucking doctor, right? Like yeah, I'd be like, why do I have blue eyes? Like that's weird. Uh, <clears throat> turns I don't out know your if, grandmother did too. I don't know if scientific exploration would have brought us to the fuck candle. <laughs> but she's her. She tells a story about her mother died when she was very young, and her nana raised her. Cool. And uh, Troy, who's literally picking up everything in the house and commenting on it, which is not good behavior in someone else's house, by the way. Not a dead person's. <clears throat> a freshly buried dead person's house. Fresh dead. Fresh to death, I would call Nana. I, I, lo- <laughs> I love how <laughs> Troy picks up the candle and it's like, this is beautiful. And it's like the oldest, cheapest, rustiest Ikea oh, shit. Yeah. It's like, like fully from the Dollar General. Dude. This, can- yeah. this candle holder. <laughs> Yeah, it's from the gift, the Scottish gift shop they made out of Stonehenge. <laughs> but she's like, no, it's a family heirloom that's been in the Howard clan for generations. It symbolizes the enduring Howard spirit. That's not what it symbolizes. We find out later. It symbolizes a human dildo who comes to <laughs> fuck you in your sleep. 
And Troy's like, uh, cool, anyway, I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye! And Crusher's like, oh, you don't have to leave. And she's like, ah, you want to be alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. And uh, she opens up her grandma's journal and uh, wraps herself up in a blanket and goes upstairs. Yeah, that, yeah. And then she somehow goes to the ship. <laughs> well, no, first off... A guy just walks the fuck in her house and looks around. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he blows out the candle. And Crusher uh, comes down and she's like, get out of my fucking house. And why, didn't, why didn't this guy do this right when she died? That's a good question. Like, he had to, he he had taken to make the it to the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just taken the candle and been like, I don't know where that went. Yeah, he could have just thrown it over the wall. Yeah, <clears throat> into the waste. But uh, he's he knows her full fucking name and her grandmother's name, and she doesn't even question that. Beverly Aloysius Crusher. She's just like, who are you? Get out of my fucking house. Yeah, this is where locks would be a thing. Yeah, she doesn't have a lock on her door. He's There's no like, lock. He's like, throw away the Kindle. The worst Scottish accent to ever be on Beverly. Star Trek, and that's saying something. Beverly, you missed through it, the candle. And he's like, uh, "Why? He's like, get out of my fucking house!" And he's like, "Well, I washed my hands of it. Fuck you!" And he leaves. Yeah, except he doesn't wash his fucking hands of it. No, he's a he fucking lies. Uh, back on the Enterprise, there's some sort of a problem. Dude. In the weather control substations. Here's how you know I've been watching too much Lower Decks. I was like, yes, weather power stations. I was like, Billups. I was like, fuck yeah, finally. <laughs> Something cool. I was well, like, man, this is going to be great. interesting thing that's happened in this whole episode up to this point. Yeah, I was like, yeah, fix that shit, motherfuckers. I love this. <laughs> Josh Billups Henderson. <laughs> Billups, Billups, Billups. <laughs> the um, the the system is over tw- hasn't been checked in over twenty years, which seems like an oversight. Nobody on this fucking Scottish colony yeah. can look at a a screen. They don't ha- they don't have them in their cottages. Yeah, they don't have like a like a secret mirror that's actually a fucking screen, right? That like no. turns it. You know, like Disney World does that shit, right? Where the doors look like other things and shit. They, they have a secret mirror that shakes when a ghost wants to fuck you. Yeah, with a spooky ghost <laughs> in it. Uh, but there's a for, a storm system forming in the northern northern coastal area, and Maturin is like, well, that doesn't happen in the summer. We don't have storms. What about the caber toss? Dude, Maturin is, you know how I know he's not from Scotland? Because he's from fucking LA. He's like, rain? What the fuck is rain? (laughs) He's like, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna drive our cars in rain? Well, this is how you know that Maturin and everybody in this colony aren't living in actual Scotland. Because the idea of a rainstorm happening is strange to them. (laughs) Dude, it rains. It's like never not raining in Scotland. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, that doesn't happen in the summer. What? (laughs) What? Yes, it It does. It rains all the time. Also, what summer? (laughs) And then we get um, a scene that is like 
indescribably Brandon Braga in its execution. Oh, shit. Where Picard and Crusher are walking down a hallway, and Crusher is telling the captain of the ship about how her nana gets fucked by a 34-year-old. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Braga's like, so... It's like he's writing this in Crusher's voice. He's like, so it's okay to fuck 35-year-olds if you're an old pervert, yeah, right? If you're, if you're an old fucking weirdo, you can fuck 34-year-olds, right? That's fine. But And maybe they grow to the size of a building and you climb inside their vagina. I'm just saying. There's this moment that's like... Like, so out of character for Picard, but so in character for Brandon Braga's writing. Yeah. Where he says... Oh, the Howard women definitely have extremely high libidos. Yeah. And because it's written by Brandon Braga, Crusher doesn't go, what the fuck did you just say to me? She says, yeah. ooh, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I kind of got the impression that this was supposed to be them flirting, right? Yes. Because they have, like, the thing and shit. But it comes off, like, real... It's just really, like, out of place, and I don't know. If like, two human beings can be creepy at each other at the exact same time, yeah, this is what yeah. that looks like. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I... I'm all for, like, the sexually liberated idea of the Star Trek future. Right. But this is a lot like going into work where you're kind of friends with your boss and telling your boss that your grandma fucks and you read her journal where she talks yeah. about how much she loves to fuck. Yeah, I don't think I would like find my pop-ups like World War II journal and like go in and be like, "Oh, um, let me tell you about the time he fucked these German prostitutes." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, maybe that would be funny, but like I wouldn't be like, "You know what? This dude loved fucking older women in Germany or so." You know what I mean? I don't know. Like she's it's so just, horned up about it. Like grandma yeah, loved to fuck. Yeah, well, when she talks to, to Troy, it's like, holy shit, yeah. dude. She's jizzing at the table. Even Troy is like, mm. yeah, Troy's also getting off on it. Um, she's probably getting off on the emote vibes she's giving off. <laughs> she can't help but feel it. She's like, please stop. Please. Stop, I'm trying to eat breakfast. <laughs> uh, also, this man, uh, this extremely white man is named Ronan. Yeah. Not like R-O-N-A-N. That's not his Ro name. Ronan like the samurai. Like his name is Ronan like the masterless samurai. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They thought that sounded cool. I don't I know. I guess. He's alone, maybe. It's like, yeah, I don't fucking... I don't know. But Why don't they just call him Han Solo? <laughs> <laughs> but how did he get the name Solo, Josh? We need to know. It's That's funny. the only real dumb part of that movie. It's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that, that part is dumb as shit. Uh, what if his name was just Han Solo? Like, yeah, what if what that was, if that was just his birth name? Like how yeah. Luke Skywalker has a stupid yeah. last name, but... It's just his name. He didn't yeah. walk in the sky one day to get it. <laughs> or did he? We'll find out. In one spinoff or another. <laughs> but uh, Picard's like, we'll be in orbit for a while longer, and that'll give you an opportunity to straighten out your grandmother's affairs. Uh... Wink, wink. And she goes into her quarters and she's like, oh, I will. Wink, 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 wink. And Picard's like, 34? And what? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> But uh, Crusher is asleep. And the candle flickers back to life for a second. 
and uh, a ghost starts undressing her. Yeah, we this as an is... audience member are supposed to think, ooh, how erotic. Are we? Because I did not as feel As an audience that. member, I'm like alarmed at this. This is, this yeah. is not right. It's creepy. It's creepy, and it, not because he's a fucking ghost. No, if he was corporeal, I, I would argue it would be even creepier. Even creepy, yeah, yeah. But he starts kissing on her neck, I guess, and then is like, oh, Beverly, and she, like, jumps up out of bed, and she's like, who's fucking me? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a quarter for every time I said that, I'd, I wouldn't have any quarters. Oh. I don't use change. Oh, true. <laughs> But uh, they go. To, Crusher goes to ten four with Troy and has just the horniest conversation I've ever seen two platonic friends have with each other. Yeah, this is straight up like girls at camp, like in a porno. She's like, like I, this I is... knew exactly. He knew exactly how I like to be touched. Yeah, what the fuck? The sensations <laughs> were real and extremely arousing. Which, which is basically, she was like, I was fucking. Like wetter than a slip and slide, Doc. <laughs> just, ima- just imagine like Riker and Jordy sitting here, and Riker being like, "Yeah, I had this dream where this lady just bounced on my dick hard." <laughs> Man, I had to change my pants two times last night. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to auto replicate wet naps for days. <laughs> And then they fucking double high-five. That's pretty much what's happening right now. Man, the exocomps are going to have to wash my sheets again. <laughs> my silver-ass sheets. <laughs> Crusher is like... Uh, I fell asleep after reading a particularly erotic chapter in my grandmother's journal. Why the fuck is this grandma writing all this fucking shit down, first of all? Like, yeah, number one, why is your grandma being so fucking detailed about her erotic time with Ronan. Yeah. Number two, why are you so horned up about your grandmother fucking? Yeah, it's a little Freudian. This is, like, real weird shit, right? Like, like most people, when they find their parents anything like it's that, disgusting. they're like, all right, like all right, yeah, yeah. There's a revulsion from that, yeah. and just one generation <clears throat> does not make it better. No, no. I, She's I would her mom. Your grandma fucking is grosser than your mom fucking. Unless you're Philip J. Fry. Well, sometimes you gotta take one for the time team. I did do the nasty and the pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Crusher goes to the cemetery wearing what I could only describe as a Mina Harker-esque outfit <laughs> to put flowers on her, mo- her grandma's grave. And uh, the the Scottish guy is there from before. The only Scottish guy in the episode, I'd like to point out, on the Scotland uh, yeah. satellite, whatever. Tariff colony? Yeah, colony, that's the word. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll leave so you can be by yourself. And Crusher's like, oh, I'm sorry we started off on the wrong foot. What? He broke in your house. <laughs> yeah, she's real, like apologetic and he's like super nice yeah I guess. he's like my uh from my grandmother's journals you meant a lot to her i'm like was he fucking too was he hitting it yeah well? was there a part where fucking seamus over here is getting his dick wet from this old ass ghost fucker his name is quint <laughs> which, yeah whatever uh <laughs> jaws always jaws makes guy. me think of jaws yeah um but also <laughs> this is nobody cares about this but me but uh there's an evil mega man 
in one of the Game Boy games, and his name is Quint for some reason. Is he the fifth one you fight? No. Okay. And he well, also he also fights you on a living pogo stick. There, I mean, I think that's <laughs> there's a lot of similarities with this character. There was a time, right, where if you were making a Game Boy version of a video game, you didn't have to answer to anybody. No one gave a <laughs> shit about what you were putting in a Game Boy game. <laughs> they would just send like some fucking like assistant down to Game Boy, the Game Boy floor, and it'd be like fucking like office space in the basement. Absolutely. Down there. Like, what's down going there, on down here? Down Nothing. there completely by himself. They're like, what'd you put in that new Mega Man game for the Game Boy? Oh, I put Pogo. a guy named Quint who's on a pogo stick. Yeah, whatever. Good. Ship it out by Tuesday. <laughs> They'll buy it. They're dumb. I never bought it. Because <laughs> uh, Game Boy games were quite expensive for what they were. Yeah, they weren't as good, right? You could just buy a Nintendo game. Uh, I did really like Link's Awakening. It's a good one. And Mario Land. Yoshi Story. Uh, that was for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like the the music where the Yoshi sang in that game. That was cute. Plum, plum, plum. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty good. Uh, and then they <laughs> scream. Uh, anyway. Yoshi! <laughs> Uh, Quint's like uh, you. You have the same fire as your grandma, and there's just it's very, it's extremely Freudian. Now that you've pointed that out, this whole episode. <laughs> but uh, she's like, you can stay at the house if you want to. After I leave, I need someone to take care of it for me. You want a job? You fucking yeah. Hobo. This dude is an idiot, because I'd be like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. No, I'm going to be like, here the anyway. The house is haunted. It's a, the house is haunted. And, she's, and if you light the candle, you'll bring out a goose. A goose lives in the house. And she's like, haunted? What the fuck? It's the 24th century. What are you talking about? Yeah, bro. We, we abolished all ghosts 800 years ago. It's true. We sent them all to the fucking shadow dimension. <laughs> Everyone knows that the ghosts live in that firehouse in New York City, and it's the size of a Twinkie. Look, we all know that noted scientific genius Professor E. Gad already (laughs) got rid of all the ghosts. (laughs) She's like, uh, look, the weather control substations are malfunctioning. That's why the rain is happening and everything. And he's like, who do you think is causing the malfunction? He's like, is... He's like, he's like, also, 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> he's fucking crazy. He's conspiracied up. Uh, and then he do your runs research, away Beverly. into the night. <laughs> Beverly, do your own research. Are you doing your own research? I found it out on spacebook.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is the future really a utopia? Would that exist? <laughs> But uh, Crusher runs off into the night as well. It's all very, like, gothic horror. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Except it, really stupid. Yeah, there's wind and stuff, shit. I don't know. I guess at its core, this episode is a monster fucking episode. And if I've learned anything about uh, women in general, but also a lot of men as well, people mm-hmm. love to fuck monsters. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, we do. <laughs> I was gonna, we, eh? I was, gonna, I was trying, to, trying to analyze it, but I don't know. 
I don't know Maybe what it's it is. It's I think it's different. like it, there know. might be like a sort of self defense mechanism, right? Like if you can find something scary attractive, then it's not yeah. scary anymore. Yeah, maybe it's uh, like a remnant from when we like fucked the Neanderthals out of existence. Like maybe we maybe. like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe we we are attracted to power, and monsters all have power. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Uh, or we just like the way their weird dicks look. Could be. Could be. <laughs> they got weird dicks and tits, and we like that. I feel like people who are into werewolves are just like, they want to fuck a wolf. And they're just trying to figure out a way around that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> anyway, do your own research. Um, do your own research, Beverly. But uh, there's atmos- atmospheric turbulence. And electrical activity on the planet. It's called a thunderstorm. <laughs> and Riker's like, there's one hell of a thunderstorm. He's like, I'm in this episode. <laughs> it looks like a fucking green hurricane. Yeah. And he's like, that's a crazy thunderstorm. Uh, Jonathan Frakes did direct this episode as well. Oh, uh, I'm I feel sorry. like he did the best he possibly could directing this episode, given the script. There's yeah, some well, genuinely he- good shots in this episode. He told uh, Gates McFadden to moan like a fucking... Come more. Come more. (laughs) More come. Come more. Faster. More intense. (laughs) (laughs) Again, faster. More intense. (laughs) But the power fluctuation has... Oh, cops are coming. Oh, shit. You said come too many times on your podcast. We're shutting it down. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the come police. (laughs) Uh, the control grid has an unusual concentration of cumulonimbus activity. Those are clouds. And LaForge <laughs> is like, let's set up a power transfer beam between the Enterprise and the weather control substations to give them enough power to stabilize the storm. And Picard's like, Mega Yeah, I or you know, you could just replace the power unit. Like what like you're gonna have to do that anyway. Like, why are you Look, look, the ah, episode whatever. has to happen, Josh. <laughs> this has Whether to we be, want it to happen or not, it has to happen. This has to be the way that the ghost comes up into the ship, right? Like, yeah, the that's ghost how, does come. He comes in a lot of things. <laughs> Mostly Crusher and her family. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't like that. And speaking of things I don't like, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be <laughs> right back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hopefully, you enjoyed that uh, delicious Jello commercial. Now you do have to. Uh, Yeah, shit. (laughs) Hope I remember. Uh, Okay, so we're gonna jump through the rest of this because nothing, nothing has happened so far, and nothing is going to happen. Maybe we are like twenty minutes into the episode because literally nothing happens in this fucking episode. Um, Crusher comes back to her house and the foyer is full of flowers. The door sh- slams shut behind her. Spooky shit happens. Yeah, everything's got flowers on it because ghosts and shit. 
and she's and she goes and checks the mirror because it was moving, and then when she turns it around, Bird Hair Man is behind her. It it does that screech from fucking Citizen Kane. When she turns around, she's like, I'm going to fucking call the Enterprise and get ten security guards down here. And then it's like, Beverly, I came back for you. Don't you remember when I fucked your butt last night? She's like, Whoa. I do remember that. Do it remember was fucking that. hot. It was just a dream. Uh, and she's <laughs> about to call butt. the Enterprise, but then she gets all dizzy. And she's like, what's happening? I'm jizzing. Yeah, this is also like creepy as fuck. Because yeah. it's like... Clearly, like, this is, like, a spell or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. don't fuck ghosts, ever. It's a bad idea. Know. The Ghostbusters movie makes it seem pretty good. The only ghost I would fuck would be the ghost of my wife, Christina Ricci. <laughs> She's still alive. She's listening, I know it. She's a fan. Uh, she does love Star Trek. <laughs> he said with no backing information whatsoever. Well, she is in that movie, uh... Uh, Speed Racer? Is she? Yeah, she's in. She's the helicopter girl in Speed Racer. I don't oh know her God. name. Trixie. Trixie. That's it. Yep. Did you also know that because of the remix where they have sex at the end of it? No, I just knew that because I I know I know about Speed Racer. <laughs> go, I guess. Go, I don't speed, know. go, 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 Speed, go. Is that the sex? No. Oh. It's uh, it starts playing like porno music and then using clips of them talking to make it sound like they're doing it. Damn, I'm gonna have to look that up later when I'm reading my Nana's journal. <laughs> uh, the, that song is in the Speed Racer game for PS1, uh, except that part's cut out, of course. Ah. Uh, I downloaded the. I went to Napster.com when that was the thing, <laughs> and I liked the song, uh, the go, the Speed Racer remix from the PS1 game so much. That game's a fucking banger, by the way. One of my favorite racing games ever. Damn. Um, imagine, like, you playing a cool racing game where you can do Mario Kart shit to other people, but they can't do it to you. <laughs> that's called cheating. Well, that's what Speed Racer did. Did you not watch the show? <laughs> he didn't cheat. His brother did. No, his brother was uh, kept him alive. His, oh, that's right. What was his name? Racer Ghost, X. Ghost Brother. <laughs> uh, Speed Racer, Racer cheated. The other racers tried to kill him, so there is that. But like, then he would press a button and his car would jump, or like it would shoot out fucking like uh, buzz saws and caltrops and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's called cheating, and you could do it in the game because you played a Speed Racer and all the CPUs were the other guys. Rubbin's racing, Jeff. So you know, whatever. Rubbin with a chainsaw. Any given Sunday, that's what I always say. Anyway, I napstered it, and it had the sex part in it, and uh, I had to, had to turn it off really fast before my mom heard it. So Yeah, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but if it was my grandma's journal talking about fucking, that's way different. <laughs> I would tell my psychologist friend. <laughs> uh, definitely no judgment going on there. <laughs> Ooh. But Crusher's like, you're the ghost that fucked my grandma. And he's like, yes, I, I lived in Glasgow in 1647. I'd be like, hold, hold on. Uh, your accent is not lining up with what you're saying right now. I'm like, wait, wait, slow down. You're a fucking, a fucking ghost? Yeah. Literally? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I met Giselle Howard, a pretty lass with a mane of fiery red hair and eyes like diamonds. Dudes, what does that mean? 
And then I stayed with her daughter after she died, and her daughter on down the line. I fucked every woman in your family. Jesus Christ. How does okay? So okay, all right. I have the first questions. question that Crusher asks is the first question that anyone would ask is, "How the fuck did you get here?" It's yeah, yeah, two hundred light years. years away from the yeah. planet Earth. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, when your family moved out into the galaxy, I moved with them with this candle that we haven't decided yet is the thing." And he's like, uh, "We shall become one." And Crusher's like, "Oh, come." <laughs> If you've, if you've ever had sex with someone and they didn't say, oh, come, then they didn't actually come. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you. It's like Dragon Ball. You have to call out your special attacks. Oh, come. Call your shot. Call your shot. Yeah. That's what that means. That's where that's that, what, that's that where phrase it came from. from. Yeah, that's where it comed from. Ha Troy comes by Crusher's quarters on the Enterprise. Crusher just goes back home. She's like, Meh, all right, I'm going home. Yeah. Are you going to go to Makbara class tonight? <laughs> She's like, nah, I'm too tired. And Troy's like, ooh, did you have another sexy cum dream? <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it so I can feel the empathy waves off of your vagina. I want to feel it. Yeah, Brandon Brockett did write this. I'm trying to ride those waves straight to come town. <laughs> straight to sea town, baby. Uh, Troy's like, ooh, you seem like you're seeing someone. And Crusher's like, nah, 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 nah. And she's like, no, you did. She's like, oh, I just met somebody. And he's, she's like, oh, but you have feelings for him. Yeah. And she's like, yes, I I met Ronan. And this is when Troy's whole demeanor changes. She's yeah. like, your grandmother's lover? <laughs> Yeah, this dude, like, okay, like, I would love to think that in this time period, people would be like, yeah, this is like a super fucking red flag. Yeah, this, this is like, this is like con artists, too. This is full like, on red flag shit. Yeah. And she does. She's like, look, you've both lost, suffered a tremendous loss, and tragedies can create the illusion of closeness yeah. and create romance. And Crusher's like, look, I know what I'm doing. I'm not in love. I just like him. Get the fuck out of my room. I just want his ghost. I mean, regular human dick inside my butt. Did you just say ghost? Nope. <laughs> just said regular human penis. And then Troy does the fry gif. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, Maturin, Governor Maturin and Picard are in this episode still. And yeah. He's like, this recreation of Scotland's getting too real for my taste then he sneezes even though he's on a fucking spaceship above the planet he got a cold from looking at the storm <laughs> what the fuck and the, they step out on the bridge and there's like fog everywhere like obvious uh, fog machine fog yeah it's like dry ice and they're like oh it's creating a feedback from one of the weather control substations and Riker's like it just rolled in this morning captain <laughs> He's like, uh, we can't terminate the feedback loop, so we need to go down to the substation and correct it from there. And Picard's like, make it so. I'm going to go get my jacket. That's a great line. <laughs> That's a really good line. I did love that line. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the weather control grid is now experiencing a power failure. And well, that's like, what I said. Replace the power unit. And they're like, wow, what do we do? Josh is screaming at the TV at this point. Replace it! What would Billups do? Billups, Billups. Billups. 
<laughs> but they're just chatting about it, and then the camera pans over, and Quint is just ripping shit out of the <laughs> Dude, he's going full sabotage on this fucking shit. And Data, and I just love the slow pace of this scene. Data and Jordy just look at each other. Yeah. And then look over at Quint, and Data goes, I'll have to ask you to stop that, sir. <laughs> it's, yeah, they're like, all right. And it's, it's and too like, late. He's like, they no. kill him. And he keeps ripping them out. <clears throat> and then they walk over slowly, and Data just lifts him up by his shirt collar like a cat. Like a cat. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and uh, Quint's like, keep away from me. There's a ghost trying to kill us all. Which is sounds completely sane to me. Have you ever heard about 9-11, Boyle? <laughs> the government's keeping secret aliens. <laughs> Look up Building 7. Uh, do your own research data. <laughs> do your own research, Android. But uh, Quint gets electroshocked by green energy and dies instantly. This is the dumbest death scene I've ever seen in any show ever. Uh, he literally gets fucking electrocuted with this shit and he dies immediately, and the spacemen who bring people back to life all the fucking time, like, oh, do you need a new brain morph? Well, we'll just fucking grow you one. Well, He's dead. He's just dead. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about this man. No, but they don't even, they're just like, yeah, this guy's dead, fuck it. Like, bringing Worf back to, back to life with a new brain, they have a guy that gets thrown against walls for them. What does this guy do? <laughs> What is this guy going to do to protect people when Donkey Kong gets the barrels out? Yeah, Worf, Worf can, does it. Worf can fight a Terminator Donkey Kong. God, that's awesome. <laughs> wah, wah. They try to uh, shut down the weather control system, and a plasma discharge killed Quint, Captain. He's dead, and Captain. Maturin is like, oh, Quint wouldn't do this. He mostly kept to himself. Quiet yeah. ones never do crazy shit. It's never the ones who keep to themselves. It never <laughs> rains in Scotland. <laughs> All he ever was interested in was ancient history. He kept going on about September 11th. Uh, I looked up the history about it. It all seemed to be in order, but he kept telling me to do my own research. <laughs> Uh, but Crusher finds it wasn't a plasma discharge that killed him, but an anomalous energy residual. Yeah, it's anaphasic in nature. Data's like, oh, maybe that has something to do with the substations. Let's scan mm -hmm. the colony. <laughs> We're yawning because this episode <laughs> sucks so much ass. Yeah, I'm not even apologizing for that. This episode sucks. But she's not going to do any of the analysis. She's like, I got other matters to attend to, if you know what I'm saying. Her I got a bone. Up and down. Millhouse. Uh, Crusher goes back, and she's like, I need to talk to you. And he's like, oh, let's fuck. Yeah, then that happens again. He's like, light the candle. I live in it. <laughs> she's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. She's like, I Makes need to sense. go back to the ship. And he's like, I'll go with you <clears throat> for fucking. She's like, how? And he's like, I'll ride the beam up, baby. And she's like, wow, you have something to do with the beam? I'm too horned up to think about that right now. Whatever. I'm just going to be really like a fucking middle school kid going for a French kiss under the bleachers. She, she lights the candle. He turns into a green mist and then goes into her and she starts convulsing on the bed. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when I go into people. It's like, uh, that's true. 
Well, the um, there's always that uh, when people make the lists of uh, TV episodes like generic TV episodes that every show has. Yeah. There's always the one that's, this is the writer's barely disguised fetish. Yeah. That is this episode. To a T. Absolutely. absolutely. He like, goes inside either of Either the lady who got ripped off, or Jerry Taylor, or most assuredly Brandon Braga. One or three of them all jizz to this. Jeff, I mean, do your own research. Where did they meet? Maybe Brandon Braga and this lady who wrote this met at some kind of, like, AA for sex weirdos. They, they met at the Green Mist Fuckathon. <laughs> they met at the Gigantathon Con. That's Fuck probably fest. a thing, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I don't know. Oh, my God. Did this happen in this episode? Picard and Troy discuss what's happened in his ready room. I don't remember she this. She tells but... him that the attraction between Crusher and Ronan yes, is intense and intimate. Okay, I remember this. I now. do remember this. Yeah, And it's very sudden, but Crusher didn't want to discuss it. And Picard's like, well, this is uh, sudden and ill-considered. She's like leaving. She's going to leave the the Space Force. Yeah, yeah, she packs her things and is like, engage. And then Picard's like, hold on. And, he, and she's like, no, I, I'm, I'm going to be a healer. Uh, engage. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, anyway, bye. Engage. It's fucked up. It's real weird. Yeah. Picard goes down, and he's knocking on the door, but Crusher's getting getting ghost fucked. Yeah, on the chair, which is like, come on, guys. <laughs> Go to the bed, at least. Your mom could walk in. Your, your grandma could walk in. <laughs> Beverly, I'm... Oh, my God! That's my boy toy, you bitch. <laughs> you fucking bitch. But Picard comes in, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I wanted to meet Ronan. And Crusher's like, he's not here, fuck off. Yeah, and he's like, where, where is eyes he? eyes green? What the fuck? Did you change your eyes? Which I thought was a cool line. Yeah, because you can like, do that. No. You can just do that, yeah. And he's like, I liked uh, the way they used to be, personally. And she's like, look, uh, I'm not going to change my mind, and I want you to leave. Yeah. And he's like, I think something's wrong, and like no one but Crush you have, have ever seen Ronan. And then she starts to think about it. And that's when yeah. Ronan comes down the stairs and reveals himself finally, because he knows it's he's like, in trouble. Hello, Captain. It's me, Emperor Ronantine. Also, uh, <laughs> Beverly said that you should leave, so get the fuck out. And Picard's just like, well, I got some questions. Yeah, I love it. He's like, uh, where do you live? Who, who are your neighbors? Yeah, like... <laughs> What do you do here? Like, what's your job? Yeah. yeah. Where are you from? He like, has no answers. Yeah. But LaForge calls him over the comm badge, and they're like, look, I don't know how to tell you this, Captain. We need the permission to exhume. <laughs> this is great. We need to exhume Crusher's grandma's body. And Ronan's like, no, you can't do that. And Picard's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. He's like, yeah, why? It was desecration of her grave. And Picard's like, nah, go ahead. She's a husk, dude. She's dead. Ask the governor's permission to exhume the body. And Ronan's like, I'll go to the governor myself. And Picard's and like, like, okay. Fucking do it, pussy. Yeah, does he even know you? Who the fuck are you even, Ronan? If uh, that is your real name. <laughs> but then Ronan, like, electro-vaults him into the ground. Fucking, yeah, he fucking palpatines his ass. And Crusher takes out her med kit to try and uh, save him. 
Because yeah. we already saw one dude die instantly from this, but he's not Pic- an important character, so... Maybe Picard's artificial heart saved them. Maybe it just, like, goes into standby mode or something. Maybe. But Ronan's <laughs> like, no, you have to stop them from exhuming your grandma! And he finally leaves, but, like, Crusher's like, come on, come on, come on! And she's just yeah. scanning him? Yeah, I I'm don't like, know. What you do? This is... This is bad. This is really... Like, you should be doing something. Give him CPR. Stop turning his eyes green. She's like, come on. (laughs) I love green eyes. (laughs) Uh, Green eyes are the best eyes. They are. Just kidding. I'm not. (laughs) Crystal's got blue eyes, so they're my favorite. A redhead with blue eyes is super rare. Uh, She's the best. Anyway. (laughs) uh, Jordy and Data, they teleport... They like transport the coffin out of the grave, which is. Like, I love how they, yeah, they exhume the body <laughs> and, they <laughs> and they just take the lid off. No dirt on it. Nothing. Like nope. all I can imagine is like you beam it out of the hole, and the hole should just collapse. Collapse in, yeah, <laughs> like a sinkhole. Yeah, but Data's like, there's anaphasic energy all in her body. It's down to the cellular level. Oh and shit! Jordy's like, she was nowhere near the weather station. She died of old age. But then she, like, sits up and just electrocutes them both. Yeah. She bilbos. She goes, ah! <laughs> Fucking Jordy's like, wow, oh, shit! Crusher, uh, <laughs> to, up until this point, Crusher, in this episode, could have been played by a cardboard cutout with a drawstring on it. And if you pull it, it makes sex noises. Ah! <laughs> Actually has... A little bit of agency towards the end of this episode, but we have to sit through her going, no, yeah. no, she over gets, and over first. She acts, she does some pretty good acting here, but yeah. Eh, eh, uh. anyway, uh, he's been jizzing anaphasic energy into her grandma and now her. Yeah. So she figures out he's not a ghost. He's an anaphasic life form. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much like a parasite that needs a host to maintain molecular cohesion. Yeah, and anaphasic life forms can't be out in the reality or something because something is they're allergic to uh, the sun or something. <laughs> well, it turns out this. he was allergic to fucking phaser because she shoots and oh, murders yeah. <laughs> That's like a fucking sun in your pocket, though, right? It's like, wow, fuck you, yeah. Because he starts electrocuting Jordy. He's like, I love you. Don't, l- you can't hurt me. Let me get back in your pusher. Yeah, let me clap back in that coochie. Let me clap them cheeks. And she's. Clap, clap, clap that ass. She grabs uh, Jordy's phaser and shoots the candle and destroys it. Yeah, and he cries because he loved the candle. And he lived in it. It was his house. He was, he was like Genie from I Dream of Genie. And uh, she calls up and she's like, Commander Riker, close off all plasma conduits at weather control stations. I'll tell you why later. And he's like, gotcha. He's like, yep. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's cool that you can just make wild fucking uh, claims and just you get away with it. Riker's sitting backwards in the captain's seat. And he's like, look, when a hot redhead tells me to do something, I fucking do it. <laughs> She's like, you have nowhere to go now. And he's like, oh, I still have one place. And yeah, she shoots she shoots him. Yeah, with this phaser, and he turns into fucking dust. He tries to jump at her, which is <laughs> really funny. But she shoots him and kills him. And then she just falls to her knees and starts sobbing. 
That was a really good. That was a good story. <laughs> back on the Enterprise, everybody's back to normal except Crusher. Yeah, she she uh, she's crushed or crushered. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for loving a ghost, you dumb bitch. Look, there are so many alive people to have sex with. You do not need to have sex with a green mist ghost. You can literally have sex with a holographic ghost if you wanted to. That's true, and it won't shoot anaphasic jism into your body. Yeah, and the exocomps will just clean it up. Um, <laughs> she's like, I'm sad because... Grandma's diary, Ronan made her really happy, and I killed him, so I'm sad. And I was. He was a parasite that, like, fed off of your whole family for 300 goddamn years. Dude, yeah, like, I mean, his life expectancy, I mean, I was thinking, I was like, so everyone, like, because the end, it would have been the end of the line, because there's only Wesley. Like, she didn't have a daughter. How was he going to do that? Who's going to fuck Wesley? <laughs> Not even an anaphasic green goblin would fuck Wesley. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know? Jerry I Taylor. Wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck Wesley with your dick, Jeff. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate <clears throat> that, actually. Yeah, that's, that's a nice... Yeah, I wouldn't do it, because it's your dick. Jerry Taylor went on record saying that this episode is a different kind of story for Star Trek to tell. It's a romance, but we do have women in our audience, and women do traditionally respond to romantic stories best. Is this a romantic story? I, I wouldn't find... I don't find anything in this episode romantic. He's a rape ghost. A, all that the grandma and her had to do was go to the replimat and replicate a fucking big-ass dildo, and it would have been the same fucking shit. <laughs> Without any of the possession yeah, destruction of people. Or get, like, a fucking year subscription to Holodeck and go in and just fuck your way up the fucking menu, dude. Here's my question. Why? Why? Yeah. Why did any of this happen? It's dumb as shit. Why <laughs> Why does the weather start going bad? Because it's old. Oh, he did it. Why? I think. <laughs> I guess he gets power from it. I don't know. They don't say that. But why now would it fail, right? Like, like I mean, why, would thing... he, why would he fuck up the weather systems and try and make storms and shit? I don't know. Especially after he's already gotten Crusher. It gets worse. Why? I, Jeff, you know what? <laughs> women, we have women in our audience, and they love romance. <laughs> That's true. Only this women love romance, and all women only love romance. This is a different type of Star Trek, Jeff, so... Oh my god! <laughs> Felisa was named for Braga's own grandmother, who died oh. shortly before this episode was written. This dude is fucking sick what in the fucking ass hell <laughs> man i look i don't know i don't know man i don't know <laughs> you know uh, as in jokes the grist the fun fact as in jokes, the gravestones in the graveyard bore the names of various movie characters, including McFly and Vader. What? That's funny. 
How did McFly get buried on Scotland 2 or whatever the it's fuck? It's like his great-great-grandson or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just... There's something really harmful about the fact that this is Beverly Crusher's backstory now. It's stupid. It's just stupid. Like, it... How did, <laughs> how did successive generations of her family be born? That's what I'm saying. If if, if you're every fucking woman, a ghost yeah. that controls you and is in love with you, why are why are you how are you having a kids? different guy and have yeah. kids? How does Were that they work? all like artificially inseminated? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Really, when it all comes down to it, nothing is cohesive or coherent about this episode. But the biggest problem I have with it is is far too rapey. Yeah, the second that, biggest I mean, problem. It don't make no sense. It don't. It don't make no. It yeah, just is, don't add up. <clears throat> think about it. Do your own research, guys. Uh, <laughs> why did the ghost cause the weather shit? Right in. <laughs> right in. Uh, P.O. Box 913, New York City, New York State, 10108. Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Right into Write to Me, Stick Stickly, P.O. Box 903. <laughs> Stick Stickly. New York City, New York State, 10108. This episode would have been better if Stick Stickly was in it. If Stick Stickly fucked Crusher, I'd watch it. <laughs> Stick Stickly showed up as like a Scottish detective and he was like, we have to solve this mystery. I'd be like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> A lot of our audience are wondering what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Just look up Stick Stickly, you'll know. <laughs> there was a time when Nickelodeon shows were hosted by a popsicle stick with googly eyes, and we yeah. loved it. Yeah, it we was loved the it. height of television. Yeah. For some reason, no one thought this was cheap or stupid. We loved it. <laughs> we went ham on it. Um, I just don't understand... How this episode made it through an entire production company. Season 7, man. Season 7. You'd write what the fuck ever. They were point. phoning it in. They were like, you know what? I We're doing movies soon. Let's get this over with. I think I've seen enough Jerry Taylor episodes that are like this now to yeah. label her also a known sex pervert. A romance novel hack writer at, That's at best. That's very true. <laughs> like, this is... This is some fucking, like, trash-ass, like, speaking of gift shops, like, you pick this up in a gift shop on you a rack. You pick this up in the, in the Stonehenge gift yeah, shop. for a dollar. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I guess I'll read this because I'm a horny mom. <laughs> it's true. I remember thinking that romance novels were something very different when I was a kid, right? What do you think they were? I thought they were, like, romance movies, right? Oh, with the I thought they were. I thought they were more like romantic comedies. I no, think. they're they're straight up porn. They're pornography. Like that's yeah. where I forever have the word turgid stuck in my head as I read it from a page of one of my aunt's fucking romance novels. Yeah, no, it's it's just like it's I don't know. It's weird because like in our time we can just get porn like yeah. anywhere, and and back in the day like porn for women had to be like disguised as some legitimate ish thing right oh yeah <laughs> well, like, if you don't read those books you don't really know what they are like if yeah. you've never picked one up and there's definitely like maybe a purposefully active 
like movement to make certain that men think those books are boring, mushy, romantic yeah. books. <clears throat> yeah. But there there's some of that, but there's also some straight up fucking. Oh, there's and nobody yeah. ever uses a condom. Oh no. That's like porn. Nobody uses condoms in porn. No. <laughs> it's like I mean who uses them in safe real sex, life? <laughs> don't don't read romance novels. I mean, I can't wear them because they're way too small, so I get it. I always keep uh, a giant condom for my Magnum Dong. <laughs> I have to use a fucking hefty trash bag, son. That's where it belongs. <laughs> In the trash. <laughs> I'm kidding. You have a magnificent wiener. Thanks, honey. Uh, <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with our verdict. It's not going to be good. Spoiler alert. We'll be right back. 69, dudes. Kathy, getting braces isn't the end of the world. Aren't you going to smile ever? Well, you see the fun we're going to have. Watch that wobble. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you enjoyed that missive. You'll enjoy that uh, product. It's going to be a romance novel subscription commercial. Is that a thing? Oh, it's a thing. Wow. Oh, it's a thing. Uh, So this episode sucks dick, but I think it's important that we stick to the format. Yeah. Uh, We're going (laughs) to wheel out the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. Where For uh, for this episode only, cock ring to catfish. (laughs) Where a cock ring or cock ring is uh, the worst you can do, even though I'm sure somebody sexually enjoys both. And a catfish (laughs) is the best you can do, even though the only person who likes that episode of Voyager, I guess, would be the hick from Enterprise. Mm, a baby I can eat and have sex with? Damn. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Josh. It's the moment of truth. Where are you going to put Sub Rosa on the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale equality? One to ten. Ah, uh, fuck, man. I'm going to get. I'm going like two and a half. Like, I'm only going two and a half because of the joke that Picard makes about his jacket. <laughs> That's worth it by itself. I was like, ha, 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 Picard. And that's the only enjoyment I got out of this. Other than that... Two and a half is generous, I feel. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it is. Yeah. No, it's this shit sucks dicks, dude. This is terrible. This is a god-awful episode. And um, for all of the talk about how this is supposed to be an episode for women, I've never heard anyone have a positive thing to say about it, man or woman. You know what women also like? Good stories. <laughs> yeah, women are big fans of stories that don't treat them like idiots. I yeah, think, is, yeah. 
Uh, women like stories where uh, women have any sort of agency as a character whatsoever, I think. Yeah, Crusher is like, uh, single-handedly sets women back 800 years in this episode. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, Crusher in this episode has absolutely no agency in her own story until she finally just kills the guy at the end. Yeah, but I also don't give a single goddamn fuck about Ronan in any capacity whatsoever. No, absolutely not. Ronan as a character is, and I, I I do believe this happens in fantasy novels quite a lot as well. He's a concept, yeah, far more than he is a character, yeah. And because uh, if you looked at him as a character, he is a he is a rapist. He is a sexual assault. He's a con man and a rapist. Yes. He's a fucking like like he's a criminal. Like this dude would be like. People would be like, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, it reminds what? me, there's this, uh, you like watch the She-Hulk show. I don't know if this comes yeah. up in the show or not, but there's a Marvel Comics character named Star Fox. Yeah. Not like the cool video game. He's actually really lame. Yeah. Uh, he's Thanos' brother, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he just looks like a guy. And uh, his superpower is he has pheromones that he puts out that yeah. can cause people to do things he wants them to do. So he gets put on trial by a bunch of people who are accusing him of using his powers to sleep with them. Yeah. And then he uses his powers to try and make the fucking uh, uh, jury be oh. on his side. Because they fun to fuck him. And all I can think of is like... This is that type of sleazebag, awful, monstrous character, but he's framed as being this, like, amazing, romantic man. Yeah, he's not mysterious because he like, you don't know anything about him. That just makes him, like, a bad character. Like... Yes. He... he I don't care. I don't give a single shit about this guy. I think over the course of the episode, you learn everything that you possibly could about this man. There's a better episode than this with the same plot with Crusher, the one where she helps the dude in that accident. Oh, yeah. And he turns into a Zentai suit man that glows. At the he end turns of the into Jesus. Yeah, he's space Jesus. That is a better episode. Yeah, and that's Worf the same... gets crushed by a barrel in that shit, too. <laughs> Dude's major enemy is barrels. God damn it. Uh, I'm going to a space station where there's no barrels. There are no barrels on Deep Space Nine. You're right. Just crates of stem bolts. Fucking stem bolts and canar. Do your own research, Quark. Uh, Worf in Deep Space Nine would say some shit like that. Did you ever think about Ryza? Weird shit going on there. You ever think about turning Ryza's weather machines on to kill? <laughs> I learned it from my friend Beverly Crusher when she fucked a green ghost once. Uh, I'm giving this episode a one. Yeah, one might be too generous. Like, I gave an episode a one the other day. Which one? What was it? It was the first uh, one we watched. This two TOS. episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the um, the war one. Private the blonde, war. The blonde haired, yeah. I gave that, that one a yeah. one, I think. That's funny, because I was thinking when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this is the most, like, TN TOS. It's very that, TOS. The, like, the sets, right? Like, they're, they're like, they're like we're going to use this Scotland set today, right? And the Scotland set yeah. that's five feet across. It's fucking tiny, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm giving this a one, and that's because of Picard's great joke about his jacket. <laughs> 
Also, I do like the storm effects. I know it's just a big fan and some water. That's cool, though. And flashing of lights, but I think it works. They're like very practical, fun effects, and I appreciate that. That's the only reason I'm giving it a one. Yeah, I'll give, I'm giving it a 2.5 because Jonathan Frakes doesn't deserve... I love him. Yeah, he tried his hardest. He tried. With You know what? For, for Frakesy, I'll give it a one and a half. <laughs> For my man Frakes. I saw somebody paid him to do a cameo earlier where yeah. he did his factor fiction voice. Yeah. And he said, Have you ever seen the principal and teacher in the closet? And they were making babies. And, <laughs> and one of the babies. Ba- you saw one of the babies. And the baby <laughs> looked at you. Fact or fiction. That's amazing. I fucking love Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh shit. So yeah, yeah. I'll give it a I'll give it a one and a half for that great TikTok cameo. This is the dumbest <laughs> episode we've ever watched, I think. This is yeah. by well, far no pl- the plot makes no it makes no, no sense. No, it makes the plot the entire B plot of the episode doesn't make any sense whatsoever it's, to exist. It's wild that this exists as a, as a show. Because it's, it's like, sh- we're, we're maybe a little removed from the Catfish episode at this point of Voyager. Yeah. It's been a long yeah. time since we watched it. But this feels just as bad. I'd me. say it's worse, because at least the Catfish episode, like, there's a plot device that makes sense, right? Like, go faster than warp 10, turn into a evolved That catfish. makes sense to me. <laughs> like, at least that, like, <laughs> at least that's a pitch I could hit, right? I could be like, okay, I can see that. It's but, like, like, the the episode has an interesting idea behind it, which is, yeah. if you go past warp 10, you transmogrify, you, you evolve, <laughs> you hyper-evolve. Yeah. Um... The the plot of this episode, the entire idea behind it, is that a candle fucked everyone in Beverly Crusher's family. Yeah. And now it's I'm, gonna fuck her. And it, it succeeds can, multiple times throughout the episode. Oh, it fucks episode. her. Oh, it fucks. <laughs> our, our villain is also our romantic lead. Yeah. And our romantic lead succeeds in forcing himself on one of our beloved characters th- at least three times throughout it the episode. It would be... It would be better if they did this with like it would like Beverly goes down to her grandma's funeral and like her, Beverly's sister is living with the grandma or something and the sister has the candle right and that way like we could see like what's going on from Beverly's point of view and the sister's point of view maybe like that would I, be I better. I think this episode is unsalvageable. It's, it probably fucking is. I, I can't imagine any <laughs> scenario in which this episode. Is good. I can. Oh, I know. Uh, the grandma gets out of the coffin and does the thriller dance, and then the episode <laughs> ends. That's the whole episode. And then she turns around to the camera and it goes, Alright, I'm down. I'm down for that. It's a 10 out of 10 episode. Alright, I can, I can solve this episode. Yeah. Um, Crusher goes down to Scotland. Real Scotland, yes. It's not a planet, a colony Scotland. Why wouldn't it just be real Scotland? the weather machines are messing up. Yeah. And uh, they... And it's like the grandma has died or whatever. And Quint is the one who's fucking the weather machines up at the end because he was in love with this old lady and she's dead and gone now. And it becomes a story about loss and grief. Yeah, that's way better. And And no one fucks a ghost. (laughs) 
That's like Scooby-Doo as hell, though, if the ghost stays in it. <laughs> it was Old Man Quint the whole time. <laughs> he's, he's dressed as a ghost. <laughs> he has a holographic candle. <laughs> he's like, get out of the hoose. Maybe you can do like a little misdirect where like when the candle's lit is when the storms get worse or something. And you're yeah. like, oh my god, this candle has something to do with it. But it's just Quint being a prick. Yeah, Quint's like, get out of the hoose, you'll find me Magnum rappers. <laughs> the Magnum dong. I was fucking your grandma. <laughs> it's he's it's a story about loss and what grief can push us to do. Like maybe maybe the grandma doesn't die of old age. Maybe she dies of like a sickness and cuz she's the healer, there's no right. one else there who knows how to f- help her and then Quint right. wants revenge. Yeah, Quint, yeah, maybe and maybe like the governor is like kind of corrupt or or yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just sort of indifferent about the whole thing and he's like we can't, it's, it's, we have to live like this. We can't keep, you know, we can't stop the whole world for one lady. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Even though yeah. the whole world is just one plot of land in a desert. <laughs> Mega Scotland won, dude. I, the, making it a colony is so stupid and pointless. It's the dumbest shit ever. I, I don't, I don't. If you're going to do like an old Scottish ghost story type of thing, which my plot line is not. So I understand, but like, just have it happen in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I, you could have the alien guy. He could be the governor. Who can, he's yeah. from the fucking. He's from Earth. He lives on Earth. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like he's a he's a fucking yeah. Scottish citizen, like everybody else is. Yeah, he lives there. Yeah, like wherever <laughs> you live is where you fucking live. Yeah. I don't... That's so weird. Uh, uh, fuck, fuck this. I What's made the some, next one? I made some stupid fucking joke the other day about how uh, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog planet in the Federation. Yeah. But, like, uh, 80% of its population are horny, furry humans. <laughs> and they're, like, seen as an invasive species by all the multicolored Sonics. <laughs> Shadow is like... We don't want any undesirables around. Oh, man. That's a shadow. <laughs> That's shadow, dude. Yep. <laughs> yep. What is the next one? Where can I go to find out? Why don't I go to www.mclasspodcast.com? <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> and down here, oh, the Graveyard Smash Collection. It looks like our next episode is an Enterprise episode called Impulse, Season it's 3, what? Episode 5. It's one with the zombie Vulcans, right? Yeah, that one's going to be great. It's better than this one. Doesn't take much. <laughs> They're just cracked up on fe- Trellium yeah. D, dude. It is 3.30 in the afternoon. We're almost yeah. at the evening time, and the trash truck is picking up trash right now. <laughs> <laughs> like They're supposed to be here at 5 fucking a.m., and it's 3.30. Are they here to pick up this fucking episode? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. It can't be topped. Get fucked. <laughs> I'd like to thank Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race as our theme song. You can <laughs> find Vitizen, uh, everything about Vitizen at V-I-D-A-Z-E-N dot card with two R's dot co. Mm-hmm. It's got places that you can buy his great music, places that you can follow him to hear new music. He just dropped a Animal Crossing remix called uh, KK Bashment that is mm-hmm. a fucking banger. I did the art for it for the album release. So check that shit out. 
If you'd like to support the show, and boy howdy would we love to have you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar a month you get access to behind the scenes content, wallpapers of every episode art, and a discord full of your fellow Trek boys. <laughs> you can also go to iTunes and rate and review the show. We don't have any new uh, uh, reviews, so. Oh, you checked? I'm looking at them right now. Oh, yeah, we don't. But, yeah, it helps out. You can say whatever you want. Rate us. It's cool. But go to Patreon and do that. That's that's better. Yes. Patreon <laughs> is where you're going to get all the best content. Yeah, um, we get... So, there's so many shows, man. You can follow us on Twitter while that still exists, uh, at M-Class Podcast. <clears throat> there's an Instagram that's also M-Class Podcast, but I don't never update it, like... I don't, yeah, Instagram yeah. is not meant for podcasts. Uh, no, it's not. So you can follow that if you really want to. <laughs> it's meant for taking pictures of your sick action figures. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, also check out our other podcast, Bros Before Pros. It's, yeah, that's uh, a good one. really fucking good. We just finished episode 10. And uh, according to people who like the show, it's every episode is just as good as the last one. Uh, Amazing feat. We'll have a bad one at some point. I thought that my last one was a bad one, but everybody says it wasn't. And no, your, your story was amazing. Is that everything? Did I cover everything? I think so. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we will be having an M-Class email episode this time. So What? Uh, check us out a week from now for that or become a patron today to get it fucking today it's out right now Woohoo! Uh, thanks for tuning in we'll be back in one week with more m-class goodness bye 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 be alum
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your ball.